Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Confessions from Pitch and Forge. Most people come because there's so much to do, but I come for the peace and quiet of the mountains. And the go-karts. Oh, and the bumper boats. Those are fun, too. The best part? That's tough. Mountain coasters were cool. The water slides were insane. But the pie at the old mill was epic. Confessions from Pigeon Forge. Visit MyPigeonForge.com to plan your trip today. Yeah, the season of apathy only Everton could leave you so dejected coming away from a game which they really have no right to win and probably nobody thought they were going to win with an hour on the clock where Everton got out of the League Cup on penalties for Leicester City. I am mostly dejected, Adam. Um, How do you feel after that? Same as you, Matt. I think after 45 minutes, I thought there was no way of Everton coming back into the game and as they always seem to do, they seem to find a way of lifting you up and then just dropping you straight back down again. Um, it was a, a battling performance from Duncan Ferguson's Blues in the second half, but um, yeah, as we say, it, it's one of those things that you you get your hopes up for, and then yeah, going out on penalties obviously totally heartbreaking. I spent a little bit longer in my seat after the game tonight, just staring longingly at the same familiar blades of grass that we see annual disappointments on every season, thinking at some point in life. Are we going to actually get something back from the countless hours and energy that we put into this football club? And I think the, the most painful element about tonight is that everything about that last, obviously, the, the stoppage time and the goal from Leighton Baines and the penalty save initially from Jordan Pickford, it was so uneverton like that it made you think this is going to be it. This is going to be our time. And. The, the usual narrative of chucking games away is out the window and there's something about this League Cup and the fact that we've never won it before and the fact that the whole experience was a little bit unique to us that meant that we were going to triumph. And I think that it's, it's the hope that kills you, of course, as we know, but it, it did feel like it was going to be a little bit different tonight. Um, and as much as we absolutely did not to deserve to be in the position that we, we somehow managed to manufacture for ourselves... I think tonight was more gotten than most because 
as as much as we we've, we've dragged ourselves through adversity of the last few weeks, and and all credit to Duncan Ferguson for for doing that with such a limited squad at the moment. It, it seems as though the final hurdle is always that little bit too far for us. You look over at those Leicester fans, and I'm painfully close to them, and you think. I, I can't really you, you don't realise how easy you have it in supporting your football club because nights like this and occasions like this just don't happen to us and don't get me wrong when we eventually get there and get to the finals and, and we hold me breath when I say this but when we eventually lift the trophy it will feel so much sweeter because of what we've been through but I think I echo everyone's sentiments at the moment and that we're all quite happy for the build up to that moment to be over now and for it to just actually happen <laughs> I think there's obviously loads of negatives tonight in regards to the, the first hour of the game and, and how Everton approached it but I don't really want to get too much into that either because I think it's I think it's time to talk about the positive things in regards to this player these, these players and and this team because it, um, it, you know, it, you don't want to go too much into all those those negative details but you know me and Mark were on our way here then and we were talking about Duncan Ferguson and I think you've got to give him huge credit. I don't think there's probably a felon in world football you could put in charge for these last three games and have potentially got more out of these players. You've got a situation there where you've got a 35-year-old left-back coming in. You've got our third-choice centre-back in midfield, our five or six best midfielders out. You've got two, a lad on the wing of Bernard who's not fully fit. You've got Tom Davis running on, on fumes, essentially. And what has managed to draw out these players in the last three games when you think about where Everton were after that game in Anfield and they were hammered 5-2. It's not for sure it's remarkable really it totally epitomises what it what it takes to be an Everton manager and what it takes to be a part of this club really and it, it's one of those I was, I was sat waiting for, for you, you and Mar to arrive and I'm scro- scrolling through Twitter and it's one of those games where it, if if another man's in charge if, on another day there's, there's people on Twitter and all social media slating the players and the club but all I can see is people just not even feeling positive about the future, but understanding that Duncan Ferguson's come in with a, a totally horrible task, basically, to try and drag us from the mire into some form of respectable position, and he's done that and more, really. And and, and I, I didn't want this game to be won on penalties for, for Everton to go into the next round. Obviously, I wanted that, but more so I wanted Duncan Ferguson to get his just reward for the, the work he's done for, for the the past however many weeks he's basically thrown into a job he doesn't know whether he's keeping that job from day to day we don't know whether he's keeping that job day to day it's getting updates on Twitter every however many days as we've spoken about but yeah, he deserves so much credit the, the players deserve credit but when it came down to the crunch I just think in the end it was just one bridge too far yeah I think massive testament to Ferguson is that we've not heard him echoing any of these moans that we all have about the current situation I haven't heard him once in the media discuss any form of prolonged injury setback or the fact that he is really up against it at the moment which is the understatement of the century but I think you're right in that it, it, it took someone with that emotional connection to the club to come in and drag it out of the, the situation it was very quickly getting into as much as we are all relatively dejected tonight we could very easily be talking about a team who are a lot closer to the bottom of the Premier League than it is Um, but it's not just the points on the board it's the fact that he's been able to channel the emotion that he has from from not only the players but also the fans in the stand 
I mean, and even tactically, you, know, you can say the changes he made at a half time in regards yeah. to the, the, the shape and, and you know the lads he brought on ultimate, ultimately worked, didn't they? It, uh, the, the changes he made and the, and the tactical amendments that he made were very much a gamble, and it, it, it most certainly paid off. Um, you will, you will undoubtedly have games where you lash on every striker off the bench onto the pitch, and it doesn't work like that, and you get picked off and. I mean, football is fine margins. If if one of those shots that hits the bar goes in, then we're talking about a well-deserved, comfortable win for Leicester City. But that's what Duncan Ferguson is and always has been forever. And it's a, it's a throw of the dice. It, it's his his playing career at Evan very much existed on on moments, and I, I think his managerial tenure, as short as it's been, has, has been very similar. Um, n- not to put a total negative spin on, but the first hour that you mentioned is exactly the reason why Duncan Ferguson is not a credible candidate for the Everton manager's job, because it was devoid of any real tactical nous. Um, as much as you'll say it, it, it's a combination of injured players and fatigue and a bridge too far, I, I think you've got to show a little bit more. Um, granted, Leicester City are a fine football team at the moment, and they've got a manager that, that I think most of us there tonight were very envious of. But I think we were far too respectful of their play. We were naive in terms of how we handled individual players. Um, James Madison being one to allow him that much time and space on the ball. And Jamie Vardy in particular is one who everyone who's ever seen English football should know how that lad plays. Um, I don't know if that's if that's something that's come from the top or whether Michael Keane has, as you said, just bottled it on the night. But it it he is he is the quintessential footballer who gets the better of Everton consistently. There was no way he was missing that penalty at the end, um, and that, that's the that, that's something that will come in time, not only for Everton but for David, for Duncan Ferguson as a manager. Um, but for me, it, it was the as much as we had that great moment with Leighton Baines at the end and, and we were obviously on, on the tip of doing something great it was a reflection and a time for me to think back and think well we actually do need a proper football manager here now hey, Mark mentioned Leighton Baines there Adam I think it's important to talk about him. obviously that goal and that moment was was pure Everton ecstasy in, in some respects um, love the celebration well celebration in inverted commas as well very much a case of yeah that's that's what I do lads get the ball and try and get a, get a, a winner on the night um, obviously huge disappointment he missed his penalty but take the penalty and the goal out of it obviously those high and low moments I thought he was excellent in all round play as well um, we're talking about a lad here who's you know I think he's 35 or, or 36 now has hardly played much football gets brought in from the cold at Old Trafford into a tough situation handles it really well and again against you know a, a really good Leicester side full of vibrant bright young players and he just got by on his on his, his football and now his quality on the ball and his fitness as well even at the, at the end to get to get forward and have that shot um, still you still look at him now and think this lad's one of the best footballers at the club still I think the cliche of it's just class is permanent with Leighton Baines like everything he does you're watching him through that game then and I watched him first half I said just right, right where he basically stands when we're shooting towards the Gladys Street ends and the way that he speaks to people in a way of total authority but at the same time it's calmness and, and he talks people through the game and, and people might not notice that about Leighton Bain something that might have gone under the radar for years actually in a way that he is one of those leaders that doesn't need to scream and shout and throw his hands up in the air he, he plays the game and he sets an example and and as you say, the way he's conducted himself as a footballer, as a man at this club, 
and he deserves so much more than just that goal tonight he deserves to score the penalty and, and be the man that's the hero and, and sprawled across the, all of the papers tomorrow but as we say like people like that that they're so few and far between we need more people like that we need more people that don't take in atmospheres to a degree they don't really live on hype they just do their job day to day and you can you can strip it back to someone just being good at what they do it's not about understanding the crowd it's not about understanding an opposition or the lads you're playing around if you trust your own ability and you trust your teammates to a degree then then you're going to get by very well and the likes of building partnerships with Stephen Pienaar and, and Phil Jagielka and, and Jolien Lescott over the years. What he's done is he's, he's built friendships as well as partnerships and, and he's done it to the best of his ability. And, and I just hope and, and I do have faith in the likes of Luca Dean to come through and, and, and do that sort of role for Everton. But as you say, he's totally he's totally irreplaceable as a footballer. He's, he's a scouser, he's an Evertonian and he's one of my favourite players and a lot of Evertonians' favourite players. And, and it's a shame to watch him to, to, to be on his way out of his career. But as, as we've looked and as we've seen tonight, it's just crazy that the man can keep doing it time and time again. I think it's, it's testament to him that he's been able to forge so many of those partnerships. You mentioned a couple there, but you, the, the list goes on in terms of people who he has managed to have some form of chemical connection with. And it, it, it's you look back at some of the great players in in recent years who've managed to do that and one that always comes to mind for me is someone like Gary Neville and David Beckham who had that sort of baseline connection every time they stepped on the football pitch together that that was very much you felt a one-off situation that that granted spanned a lot of a lot of seasons but Leighton Baines has been able to do that and, and just drop people into that situation with him and almost spontaneously have that connection and I think that he is very much the driving force of those and as Adam said he's not necessarily the type of character who you would anticipate physically picking other people up and being the driving force of a team but he does it very much by example um, he's very much cold to his surroundings and it he's not necessarily the, the quintessential Evertonian in that circumstance we're, we're very it's much we're all very much hot on our sleeve Everton drives every minute of your life and you very much get the feeling that is not the case for Leighton Baines and I think one of the biggest testaments you could pay to him is the fact that I don't think any other footballer comes out of that game when we're talking about him like this having missed such an important kick of football um, it, as, as much as it's disappointing on the night I think he is someone who you can appreciate has given you far more glorious moments than moments like tonight um, he's someone who I think on the back of the, the Chelsea miss a few seasons ago and obviously the penalty miss at Manchester United it, it, it rocked his confidence I think far more than any of us would have liked to think uh, and uh, you, you do hope as much as he hasn't got years ahead of him in his career you do hope that tonight isn't an almighty setback for him I, I like to think he's got the strength the character to, to come through moments like that and I'm sure he has but I think that the way he's been parachuted into the last three weeks of the season has been very much difficult and harsh on him I think we, we all knew that we were going to see him at some point this season but we didn't necessarily think it was going to be in, in such a plight that we're in now but it, it makes you feel that forever doubting the fella I mean you get the feeling that in two or three years time he could be Everton's back up left back and you'll go into a derby at Anfield and he'll be able to handle it with the, the class that you see from him every single week that he plays I think Leighton Baines as a, as a footballer and as an Everton player especially is, is one of those people that every Everton fan 
doesn't really necessarily want to be from that heart on the sleeve perspective but then at the end of the day they just think like I wish that I was him in a way because he doesn't ever let it get the better of him and and, and if I was a, a left back playing for Everton I'd be sent off in the first five minutes because <laughs> I'm so game for, for getting the crowd on the feet but he, he seems to have that total coolness and stability in this game and, and, and those partnerships he's built has, has been pivoted on him it, it's him that's the man that's always been that calming figure in, in the squad and speaking about teams that we've had in the past and, and, and players and leaders he goes very much under the radar when it comes to stuff like that and, and in the end he's, he's come to the fore as that man that every Everton fan and everyone involved with the club is just adored a um, couple of other performances for were quite good tonight Mason Holgate was decent again in, in central midfield yeah. um, did, did really well looked like arguably the senior figure in there tonight I think Tom Davis necessarily had his best game um, so credit to him as well um, just to finish off then lads um, looking ahead to, to Saturday um, you know you look at all the, the bare facts of this mark and you say it's probably going to be Duncan Ferguson in charge again our lads going to be flawed after what's happened tonight physically and emotionally um, Arsenal are going to come into this game after a week off they're going to have potentially a new manager Mikel Arteta and potentially a bounce as well it all points towards Arsenal but you know you've got to say the way Duncan's got these lads playing the way he's got them motivated the way he's leading them if he's in charge at the weekend you've probably got to fancy Everton's chances as well yeah I think obviously before tonight and before any form of development at Arsenal this week you think that this is exactly the type of game where Everton picked themselves up for and Arsenal have a stereotypical fold um, as they classically do at this time of the year when, it, when things get a little bit difficult it, it's hard with a new manager you don't necessarily know how, how teams are going to bounce back and I think if we look a little bit intrinsically at the moment you, you're not necessarily sure how much tonight and indeed the, the last couple of games will have taken out of these lads um, I don't necessarily think that there'll be many players on the brink of a return at the moment um, potentially coming back from illness yeah but I mean the this is the nature of the Christmas period in the Premier League um, things come thick and fast and you mentioned Ferguson being in charge on Saturday you don't necessarily get the few days you need to get a new manager in and get him working with the side and even if we were to appoint someone in the next 24 hours from the time of recording now it, it's very hard to to imagine them sort of leading the leading the team from the touchline so it is going to be Ferguson um, we're going to need a performance very similar to the Chelsea one I would, I would imagine um, we're appreciative of the quality that Arsenal do have as much as we haven't seen it recently the problem with trying to replicate a performance like we like we had here at Goodison against Chelsea is that it takes literally everything out of you physically yeah. and as much as you got that bounce from the players in that game I think it, it was coming off the back of at least a few days rest um, this is not just physical fatigue it's mental as much as we haven't had to drag ourselves through half an hour of extra time I think you can't underestimate how, how daunting it is and, and how draining it is to have come so close and yet so far uh, and, and that's, that's the mental challenge of the squad now for the, for the coming week and you're right and if there's anyone who can, who can motivate an Everton team in particular then it's Duncan Ferguson but I, I just hope that if it is to be his final bow then it's, it's exactly the type of Duncan Ferguson performance that you'd expect um, I know we're asking a lot of everyone physically we're asking a lot of the fans physically I, I'm coming out of games absolutely drained at the moment but oh, wait for Burnley just to get a team that's we're all yeah. about the same level as us Hope we get good teams week after week introduce Antelotti and have a quiet nil nil and they'll be done with it but it, it, it is draining as a fan base at the moment because 
as fantastic as it is to see someone like Ferguson on the sideline you, you yourself feel like you're living every kick of the football with him um, and, and it's great when it's going well but it's it's a right kick in the bollocks when it's not um, so for, for him mainly and for everything that he's done for, for the club not only in the past but in recent weeks I just hope we've got one last physical battle for him I think just just to finish off Adam it's that's an interesting point because you know it's, it's someone to put on Twitter coming off the ground today that you know as heartbreaking as it is this was a group of players that we were saying not long ago take or leave these lads don't really care but Everton have, le- have at least made us feel again and Douglas Ferguson at least, has at least made us feel things again I think if if Mr Ancelotti is, is watching wherever he is, wh- whether it be Aperol, coffee or, <laughs> or a glass of water, whatever, yeah. I think he, he needs to, to take a look at what this squad can do. And for me, talking about the game on Saturday and, and, and how massive that is, I think Duncan Ferguson's done what he needs to do, what he can do. I think it's totally up to these Everton players now because he's not going to come in Carlo Ancelotti if it is to be him he's not going to come in and take any prisoners and if they don't perform week in week out I don't care if you've had two days break or two weeks break you've got to perform every single game for that man and there's going to be a lot of players there for me there was there was three, four at least five bad performances from Everton players today and he's not going to take anyone lightly he's going to come in he's going to gut the club to a degree he's going to have the players he wants the players he doesn't want and if you want to stay part of this this club you've, you've got to put in performances week in week out because you think about us having however many games in a couple of days look at the best teams in the world they play around this time of the year five, six, seven games in however many weeks and if we want to get to that level you've got to understand that that's got to happen as we say Arsenal is, is a huge game the, the, the performances that Everton have put in is, is credit to Duncan Ferguson it's credit to themselves in a way I'm, I'm saying that they need to not fuck up their ideas necessarily but they need to realise that this is not the end of, yeah. of, of a love affair with Duncan Ferguson it's, it's more than that it's, it's something that we need to push on with we need to show that fight and that heart and that unity but then at the same time we need to understand that there's going to be changes there's going to be a tactical mouse coming in with one of the best managers in the world and we need to understand that if them two can come together there's so much more for this club to go, go forward I think at least we're in a position now you, you mentioned about the tactical mouse that whoever the next manager, manager who comes in will, will bring I think if you go back three or four weeks and you try and implement so many high-end tactical changes and a, a new way of thinking about football, then very quickly these players, if it doesn't go well, would throw it straight out the window. Yeah. I think it's, it's very hard to take on such an ambitious way of thinking and, and, and a project like Ancelotti may well bring in if you haven't got something to build on. And I think that's what Ferguson's brief was. Give give us something that we can build with and work with going into a new regime. And as much as we don't want to consistently every four or five weeks just rely on new manager bounces constantly, I think the the importance of what Ferguson has done has given us a base to actually build on. Uh, and that is hopefully something that touch towards Carlo Ancelotti can work with. Yeah, um, fingers crossed anyway. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to getting back to Goodison anyway the weekend for that Arsenal game. Um, you know, please credit to Duncan and the players that that is actually the case because it's been tough times this season. Um, thanks to Mark and to Adam for joining us there. Disappointing night at Goodison Park. Some positives. Uh, fingers crossed Everton can turn it around again on Saturday against the Gunners. 
Not running your business on NetSuite is like trying to sync a putt with a cap pulled over your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 31,000 businesses already use NetSuite. This summer, NetSuite has a special financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com go. netsuite.com go. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.